Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Peter Kapar, and this is AWP. The time is 3.47 GMT, and I'm going to throw it over to Mike. Oh, thank you. What uh... just happened? Oh, I was going for an NPR intro, but... Yeah. That was oh. good. That was good. <laughs> I apologize for uh, not fading out the audio there. I, uh, That's hey, fine. I should have warned you. No, they changed. They changed a bunch of stuff on, on the latest update of this app oh, that I used. Oh, they so. they changed it. Oh, yeah. big podcast soundboard changed. Big the, transition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> big podcast audio uh, soundboard. Big podcast. Yeah. No, uh, big thanks to Smirka for sponsoring this week's episode. The sponsor this Smirka. week. We wanted to talk to you about Abernet. Abernet is a very great sanding abrasive disc that you can get your hands on from them. With money, you give them money, they give you Abernet. No, they, it's really great discs. They, they're they really fantastic. Me, Dan, and Pete have been using them for, what, over a year now? Year and a half now? Yeah, it's all I use on my... They're, uh, they're fantastic. It's all I use so, on my Daros. Yeah, they're fantastic. They got they got a great sanding system over there at Merco. We really, really stand behind them, and we really appreciate them supporting the show. Go check them out on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest. Where else are they? Where are we now? What's the new one we put up there? Yelp. Go check out Merka on Yelp. <laughs> so, uh, big thanks to them. You guys are awesome. Uh, also, big thanks to our patrons. You guys are incredible. Thank you for sponsoring the show for so long. You guys have been so great. We really appreciate you guys. You guys helped keep this thing going as well. And we couldn't appreciate it, or couldn't thank you enough, actually. We got a new patron this week. His name's James Alford. Thank you so much for joining the uh, patrons this week. You guys are awesome. So, um, Love you guys. I guess Is that Batman's ne- butler? Yes. Alfred, yeah, James Alfred. James Alfred. He went. He goes <laughs> by his, his last name. Yeah, he goes. Right. It's, okay. It's it's Br- in Britain. That's how they do it, based on my knowledge yeah. of things. Because um, they read backwards, right? They read on the right. right side they the they page. start from the right or to less, left. It's just yeah, like yeah. in China. I thought they yeah. read backwards. No, that's upside down. That's Australia. Never mind. Go yeah. on. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna play this, and I think you know what it means. Go, oh, Black Betty. Ramble oh, him. <laughs> What a huge fail. Anyway, uh, big uh, big podcast audio has messed us up again. Uh, <laughs> no, that's uh, that's that's Mr. Daniel Dunlap. Daniel Aloysius. Daniel Alfred Dunlap singing Black Betty, <laughs> which he wrote and produced himself. Uh, no one else came up with that. That's the first time you've ever heard it. No one can say otherwise. No, that means we have reviews in. And we actually got a new review in from a gentleman by the name of Morgan Hopp. You might know Morgan Hopp. Uh, he's well known for being on a podcast called Another Woodshop Podcast and not much else. I think he's more well known for his knuckles or the <laughs> one got, knuckle, I believe. He's got some. Just the one. Very. He's got one mighty knuckle, that guy. No. We love Morgan over here. <laughs> the he's Mighty Knuckles? Knuckle. I love that movie. The Mighty Knuckles? Oh, and my, my, they're my favorite ska band. The Mighty Mighty <laughs> Knuckle Tones. Uh, <laughs> when they, oh, when they do the, uh, when they do the uh, flying knuckle. Oh, it's so good. Don't, don't, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Spoilers. You, gotta, you can watch it on Disney Plus now. Uh, Morgan Hopp says uh, five out of five stars. <laughs> Pros, through and through. I was the guest on episode 91, and let me tell you, these guys know what they're doing, and here's why. The pre-show. The pre-show allows the guests to get acclimated to the environment. That's right. It sure does. Get a feel for the cadence of banter, the tone of the show, and all the shock and awe out of the way. During the pre-show, Pete talked a lot about nipples. 
Dan talked even more about Pete's nipples, and Mike threatened to beat me up and take my lunch money. <laughs> These are all true things. If you were in the pre-show, you'd know this. Amongst other things, that was plenty to get me up to speed enough to record the episode seamlessly. It's true. You were fantastic. For all intents and purposes, I'm a nobody. Mike, Dan, and Peter, somebody's. That's not true. But thank, that's very nice of you to say. <laughs> that's not it. They're, they're like the Richard Gere to my Julia Roberts. <laughs> For a few... <laughs> For a few hours, I got to crawl off the street into a fancy limousine, drink brute, and go dress shopping with some real-life gentlemen. They made me feel like the prettiest girl at prom. In the end, we fell in love. <laughs> it's true. We're in love with you, Morgan. Did he say drink movie. brute? Yeah, drink brute. <laughs> I'm just so imagining good. the entire podcast, the analogy is... Is us snapping the lid closed on that jewelry Yeah, snapping box. it closed on his... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> snapping the gripper. Snapping the two grippers on his fingers. <laughs> snapping no. the gripper. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, uh, thanks, uh, we bro. have a Yelp review that I'd like to oh, read as Oh, that's right. Well. We're still doing those. I forgot. <laughs> yes. Uh, this comes all the way from Christopher W. in Gardner, Kansas. Whoa. Oh. Christopher says, listening to AWP will cause rectal bleeding. Oh. It turns out Coming in hot. it is completely tax deductible. It is. <laughs> Not only is it tax deductible, but you'll actually get a tax credit at 2.3 times your adjusted gross income because you are at risk of the highly infectious disease that has symptoms of giggling like a schoolgirl and hair relocation, i.e. you're <laughs> going to go bald up top, but you could, you should invest in industrial clippers used to shave the woolly mammoth exhibit to handle your private parts. Oh. It's fatal, but death is also tax deductible. So it's a win-win. None of it's these things make sense. They're just a <laughs> bunch of random words it. jumbled together. <laughs> but Chris, thank you for thank writing you. that. I appreciate it. Taking time we all appreciate it. Things. Yeah, we appreciate it very much. I think those were nice things. I don't I know. Think it was. I, it should have started with knowledge. like a clickbait title of like doctors hate him or like CPAs hate him. Yeah, right. CPAs this. hate this one trick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, CPAs hate so much stuff. All right, so that's the uh, review segment. We're very happy to finally get through that. That took way too long. Uh, <laughs> it was a real. We done yet? We're done. That's it. That's the show. Is that the we'll see you guys in three weeks. No, uh, this. Uh, Thank you, everybody. Oh, actually, review. Should, should we time. do the administrative stuff now? Yeah, let's do it now. Uh, next week, we're going to be recording. Good good call, Pete. Next week, we're going to be recording uh, on Wednesday. Um, and then we're not going to record for the two weeks after that. We're going to take the week off after that uh, for the Christmas and New Year's time because everyone's going to be doing stuff with family. We learned our lesson last year. There was no And we have done this for 92 Three. weeks in a row. 90, 93 weeks 93 in a row. Weeks we, in a row. We, need, we need a week off. And Downing we're going to take the next hard. week off just because... Uh, there's some numerical reasons for that. We're trying to hit a certain date for episode 100, so it's helping us yep. out. But also, Dan and Pete are coming up that week, so we're also going to kind of just hang out, not really do a show. We will be doing a lot of lives. We may do a small show. We'll we'll figure out, but I mean, kind of count on us being out for two weeks, and that's going to be our first two weeks off. Find me on uh, Twitch. Ever. Yeah, find us on Twitch. We'll be playing <laughs> Roblox with our shirts off. So, um, Also, Pete's going to put Pete's gonna put in the... Oh, mention, you know, Thank speaking you. of Dan and Pete coming out, to um 
to to see to, uh, to my house to hang out. We're well. I mean, we should announce it now. We kind of teased it last week. Semi Exact is having us out to their uh, headquarters and well, not headquarters, their manufacturing mm-hmm. facility in Minden. We're going to be t- the three of us get to take a tour. Minden, of Nevada, f- right? Minden, Nevada. Yeah, which is not yep. far from me. Fortunately, probably take us a couple hours to get there just because it's going to be. I anticipate it being very snowy when we go. We're probably going to have to get up pretty early. I can't wait to play the slots. Yeah, hey. yeah, we'll stop in South Shore. We'll hit, we'll the casino. That'd Quick be awesome. question yeah. for the folks who are not fully aware: What is Semi Exact, Mike? Semi Exact makes uh, hardware. It's DIY hardware. They market it towards the DIY niche. Uh, you can. They have, for example, I made a bed with their bed hardware. It's a very nice kit. Very well made. <laughs> very heavy duty. Uh, you can basically take four pieces of wood that are three quarters of an inch thick. And make yourself a bed frame. It's very nice. Like they make it real simple. They lay it all out for you. And they're even going to be releasing a full bed kit, which they uh, Pete is actually going to put um, a link to that in the show notes as well for their Kickstarter that they're doing. Um, but with that, Dan and Pete are going to be in town at my house for about five days, which I am. I know they're excited. I'm excited. I'm really excited to see these guys. It's going to be really nice to spend time with them. Um, it's going to be part of my vacation. I'm not going to be working too like at all. I'm just going to work around the property. These guys are going to hang out. But on that Saturday, the eighth, we're going to be, you're going to work. Uh, but on Saturday, the eighth, Dan and Pete are going to, well, they're going to be here, but we're going to do a quick little maker meetup. So we're trying to, well, we're going to do one if people want to come. Uh, if yeah. no one wants to come, then we just won't. It's not going to hurt. There's a link in the show notes. I mean, to fill out a form we're still going to hang out. Yeah, we're still going to be there no matter what. So if no one comes, that's fine. If a bunch of people come. I don't have any accommodations, so uh, plan for that. You'll have to find somewhere to sleep, <laughs> and uh, you can't stay there very late. I will bring keep a you tent. Out and very brunt. He's got five so, acres. Uh, yeah, you could camp on my property if you wanted to, <laughs> uh, but uh, we have lots of coyotes, so don't have a meat scented cologne on because you'll die. Uh, so <laughs> oh, no. too late. <laughs> I just got I just got Uda salami oh, by uh, Uda salami <laughs> Calvin Uda salami. <laughs> It's the salam, and then there's like a little thing on the e at the end by Cav- yeah. Calvin Genoa. No, uh, so they uh, yeah, whatever. Those guys can come Calvin out. So Pete's Kibasi. gonna put a Google a Google form in the show notes as well, where if you're interested in going, uh, you know, if you're like really interested in going, not like oh, I'd like to go, but I don't go anywhere. Uh, like if you're really interested in going, we're trying to put a real accurate head count. We together. want hundred percent commitment up front. Yeah, we'd like a ninety to ninety-five percent commitment, so we can get an idea about who's coming. If you're not going to come, yeah, because our we've, feelings. We've talked about you know buying pizza for yeah. people, right? Pizza. Yeah, what? we need to order food, and and I, we can always order more food and stuff, but we want to get it figured out. So, so fill out that form. Let us know if you want to go. If you're local, great. If you're coming from a long distance, let us know as well, because uh, you know we'll do what we can to make you sure you won't get anything extra. Care, so. It'll be fun. No, oh, we'll just we'll I'm just sorry. we'll uh, we won't give you anything extra. We'll pat but you on the back. It's we'll figure out something to like. Hey, good know, job, we'll, bud. It will take it. It'll be a consideration for you coming all the way out here. So, uh, anyway, that's kind of the big news for that. Uh, keeping yeah, we won't be here. I guess next we're gonna jump into what's on my bench. I will play the uh, official uh, licensed soundtrack for the what's on my bench segment right now. If it works, what's on my bench? Yeah, I know. I keep hitting all the wrong buttons like a oh. dummy. Uh, but it worked that time, so everything's good. Yeah. No one needs to panic. I'm going to throw it to Dan because I want to know what's on his bench, oh. but I'm going to mute my mic because I want to go grab a slice of pizza. I'll be right back. He's going to go poop. Oh, right. <laughs> he's, he's not He's not getting pizza. You, you know he's on a diet, right? He's pooping. More like poopsa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's still got his headphones okay. on. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so uh, what's on my bench? Yeah, what's uh, on my hey, bow ties. What bow ties, y'all? They're they're making a comeback. Like, remember a couple weeks <laughs> Have ago, they ever I left? Said, well, like I think last week it was kind of slow, and I don't know what happened. Remember, like last week or the, or a couple weeks ago, I said I shot my bow tie load. Well, the yes. bow tie load has resurged. Mm. It is re like re-energized. Take a short nap, ate a sandwich. Yeah, took a short <laughs> nap. It took a done nap, and now uh, the bow tie load is uh, about ready to shoot again. Okay. Yeah. Had a work a new analogy. Thanks <laughs> to Merca. If you want to sell more bow ties, maybe shave the beard. What beard? <laughs> this is a mustache. Going a new route. <laughs> the dirty Dunlap. No. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> um. Daniel I made Sanchez. the, I made, <laughs> <laughs> I made the door, the white oak door, and I've been waiting on the clients to pick hardware before I install any hardware and stuff. Basically, it just needs sanded and have the hardware fitted. They want some very specific hardware, so I can't just go to Menards and buy it. It's they're very particular on what on thing. I know. I'm shocked. Like, why would you not get I'm hardware shook, from thought, Menards? Honestly. But you know, you know, you wanna be picky and high high falutant. High highfalutant. <laughs> so I'm waiting for them. In the meantime, while I'm waiting, I've been making a lot of cutting boards and I've been doing a lot of other CNC things. I made a couple of new Dope. designs uh, yeah, a lot the of other day. Boards. Yeah. And I really I really liked them. And I actually had upwards of two people ask if I have templates for them. Whoa. So I will probably add templates to my uh, Etsy store. Uh, I think that's about it. Not a whole lot of exciting things going on. Just kind of getting ready for Christmas, uh, taking care of that Christmas rush. I do have a few orders for things that need to go out real soon. Actually, thinking of that, I got an order for a walnut yoga mat hanger thing that I need to work on. So, Hmm. yeah, that's different. It should be pretty simple. It's just like a frame with some like seven, eight inch walnut dowels so i'll have to go to uh somewhere where i can get some walnut dowels that are big or make them myself i haven't figured it out something similar a rack for their kids awards like the you know the award pendant necklace thing yeah it's just you know simple but yeah it's 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 a simple project but it's different so yeah i'm looking forward to that should probably do that soon uh that's it that's it that's my week pete nice hello are you typing I'm fine. Would you like to I talk? I can go if you'd like, I'll, Pete. I'll, I'll, no, I'll talk. I'm, I'm good. Uh, I'll so talk. This week... I'll talk. I'll talk. Stop. I'll talk. I'll talk. Stop tickling me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, this, this last week has been one hell of a month. It, it has been... It, Wait a minute. Yes. The math doesn't It does. It does if you're Polish. Uh, it literally okay. feels oh, like it's again? been like two weeks since uh, we re- last recorded because I've had so much happen. Uh, and it's not so much that, like, I've just been nonstop in the shop. I've been having, um, let's start at the beginning. Cutting boards. Cutting. Last week was cutting board week. I got a lot of cutting boards finished up. Thank goodness for my dad. He came by. He helped me with sanding and uh, getting them all oiled up. So they're all OD'sed up. Um, oh, yeah. The clients that actually were all like, hey, I'm looking for cutting boards. were all actually followed through. They all were picking them up this week or I'm dropping them off, which is awesome. Everyone did laser engraving, which is great. Just tacked that onto the price. So They tend to follow I mean, through better when you build them up front. 
Well, everything was built up front. <laughs> and well, the thing is also a lot of people were, um, no one knew this year, like what they wanted. And I sent them photos. They're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, how about this? I'm just going to make a lot and you choose. And that actually Oof. worked out really well for some reason. So I still have a bunch to you know, to use up. But I mean, all the material that I used was stuff in my shed. And I think I only bought one board of maple. And so it's all profit, which is awesome. Uh, the laser has been working nonstop because I've been making ornaments. So uh, this is really cool. So Emma's uh, Emma's aunt, aunt, whatever. Every year she has a big holiday party. Obviously with COVID the last couple of years, she hasn't been able to do it. But every year she gets unique uh, ornaments for everyone as the gift. And it's actually a really cool idea behind it, which is, and I kind of want to start it as a tradition now too. She gets a different, unique handmade ornament every single year so that the kids, as they're getting them every single year, by the time they move out, they have a whole assortment of ornaments to put on their tree when they first move out. They don't have to buy like crappy Menards brand uh, balls at the store or whatever, you know. Ouch. No, I'm just throwing out a random store idea here. Why Why you got to be attacking? I'm sorry. All right, come and it's go, about balls. Their whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, so it's a really cool idea. And this year she actually asked me, and I, I was like, I was actually very, like, flattered because I mean, obviously I can do it, uh, especially with the laser. But, you know, it's something that's been a tradition in her family for, like, decades. And they asked me <laughs> to do it. So. Uh, it was pretty cool. Plus, they gave me the money too, which wasn't just like, oh, the, like, hey, you want to do this good. for us? No, but so I'm super I like stoked. The money. I basically what I did is I bought I bought a file on Design Bundles for a dollar, great deal because they had a sale, and it was a two layer or two tier ornament, uh, and I ended up completely like gutting the entire thing because they didn't want anything that was like Merry Christmas <laughs> or Christmas specific. They wanted it kind of all over the holidays. Uh, because of everyone's kind of all over the place. So I ended up just... Kwanzaa. At the, at the big one, right? So I ended up gutting the entire thing and piecing everything together. And I made it into a three-layer ornament. So I did a lot of custom work on it, which took a lot of time. But now I have these templates set up and I can knock out these things super easy. So I'm probably going to do a bunch more this weekend. But we got about almost 30 ornaments done. Uh, and then some because there's a bunch of offcuts. So pretty stoked about those. Those got all done. They got boxed up yesterday. We shipped them, I guess right now we're still in that window of like, yeah, it'll arrive by Christmas. So went out with the uh, fastest, most reasonable price thing because we want to make sure they get it early. But Pony Express. Yeah, tomorrow's the last day, right? For like guaranteed delivery or something. I think 17th. Depends on who you ask, really. Yeah, I think 17th yeah, I mean, is like the, their cutoff for USPS at least it is. I shipped um, uh, like a, I don't know how many... A, bajillion packages in the last week and then i got like mm, eight exceptions today saying they're all running behind but none of them are going to be oh, there geez, after really? tuesday well they're all going to be fine they're all going to be there by tuesday i ship okay that's good i, I shipped i shipped one out last night that i did a three-day shipping on and i really hope it gets there monday or tuesday because that's going to help the customer a lot it's a good customer i juice. shipped my pants <laughs> well, well amazon shipped you your pants actually oh that's right that, when you get to Am- dan's age you tend to ship your pants a lot so yeah I've I've been known to ship my pants. Yeah, I, I mean, why why well, go to the store it. and buy them? Why carry them? When you yeah, just, you just ship your yeah. own. Ship your pants. That's right. Show title. Um, all right. So uh, that so what we uh, cutting boards. We did that. Uh, oh, I'm working on. I'm putting finishing touches on a a birdhouse for someone that is an exact clone of their parents' house. Uh, so that's super fun luckily they're gonna be did you have to like 
Did you have to go to this nope. person's house and Google Street take View, photos? baby? Three D scan. Google Street View. They're in a very <laughs> popular area. They come out with a gun. What are you doing around here? I'm here to make the birdhouse replica of your home. Go away. <laughs> they live in Montclair, New Jersey. I'm pretty sure guns are not even legal in Montclair. It's, it's yeah. Uh, but so we, super I'm local working reference. On that. Yeah, it's, it is. It's a, a very hoity-toity town. Is Apparently, it? you can't. You cannot. Use a leaf blower before 9 a.m. in that town. What? Yeah, it's one of those. Kind of Nazi propaganda. Hoity-toity, bro. Super hoity-toity. Uh, it was Sounds like a bunch of jerks. House. I know. They're, they're awful. So that's getting uh, made. I just got to put finishing touches on it tomorrow, just like the lid oh. and stuff. And it's going to be a birdhouse slash bird feeder. And uh, I've been working on just getting it to look like the house. The nice thing is it's getting painted. So all I have to do is just build it and kind of seal it up, make sure there's no, you know gaps or anything and then they're gonna paint it but what's cool is i'm lasering a bunch of like windows and doors and stuff are gonna be all lasered out so they have a 3d look to them i'm actually pretty excited to see how it's all gonna turn out it seems very intricate for birds it is but you know it's montclair <laughs> you should by now you, you should can't have a, leaf blow before 9 a.m yeah it's crazy it's uh taxes there are the baseline is 16k a year that gives you a baseline of the area oof ouch yeah i know uh, and the last thing is, so this big CNC job that I, I think I talked about this last week that I took on, it's for ice climbing training tool handles. So basically CNCing them out. Um, I basically had to, and I was telling the guys in the pre-show about this, like I had to channel my inner Mike coffee, which is I needed to yeah. look out for myself. I needed to be very stern with the customer. I basically had to put the customer in their place because what they had me do was kind of unacceptable right. for why we set it all up. Because I listen, say what you want. Mike is he he gets results. He he's very straight with his customers. They're not good, but they are I'm results. A, but no, but like <laughs> I'm like I'm still There's the right way, there's state. the wrong way and the Mike Coffee way. It's the wrong way but faster. <laughs> But faster. Can I get and that I on a t-shirt? Because like, and a lot of us fall into this category of like, either, you know, people that we talk about this all the time, well, you don't know your worth, but then when you start learning your worth, but you're still trying to really accommodate everyone because like, you feel like they're doing you a favor by buying from you. I'm getting out of that now, but I'm still trying to get like comfortable with it. And this customer was basically rushing me. So this job calls for me seeing seeing out about a hundred parts and he needed me to get these things are being cut out of Baltic birch, one inch thick Baltic birch on a CNC. Then I have to round everything over. They're roughly 13, 14 inches long. So they're very sketchy to hold on a router while you're taking a three eighths inch uh, like cut out of it. it it's I've had a, one of the pieces kick back on me twice until I got like a, a hold of it and basically started doing it in two passes. But he was rushing me to try to get him just one set that weekend and I was rushing it and I lasered everything. They sent me the wrong files with the wrong fonts because they were using some weird, obscure font. And I was basically hauling Not ass to try to get this thing done late into the night on Saturday. And then on uh, Sunday, I got up, I lasered it all. He wasn't responding, so I just lasered what I had, which was the stuff directly from his email. And then uh, I'm up by where he's going to be because I was I happened to be visiting some uh, family or whatever. And I'm up there and they're like, oh, whose logos are those? They're all wrong. I'm like, they're your logos. You emailed them to me. And he was like, he basically, no, don't drop them off. Don't worry about it. I'm like, what is, like, dude, and I just straight, I was like stressed out as hell. I was so stressed out about this job because it's, it's a little sketchy to do all this roundover work and I'm getting rushed and I was just, 
abolish stress this weekend. And I told him off. I was like, listen, if you want me to do this, I'm not going to rush this thing. I like, and I, I need to set up stages. He's like, oh, I'm sure it's just a learning experience. I'm like, no, it's not. You need to like back off. If you want me to do this, I told you day one, I'm not a production shop. You're expecting me to pump this out like I'm a production shop. I have a family and I have a house and everything. And they backed off and his partner actually got involved and was like, no, this is great. Everything's good. He, he's just like, you know, he's very focused on whatever, but it felt so good to stand up to a customer that's really pushing you and like really stand my ground. And at the end of it, they still were like, yes, no, no, we love the work. The work is great. Let's keep doing it, whatever. Cause like I was this close to just being pushed over. Like I was just going to keep stressing out about it and try to get rushed by this customer for no reason, even though they don't need it for, by a certain date. So basically long story short is I stood my ground. I'm very happy. I did my stress level went from a thousand down to back to 200. Uh, so I feel great. And, uh, I genuinely mean this, Mike, thank you for teaching me to like be very aggressive with my business because that's like, it's honestly what's saving my Christmas right now. Like, you're and I mean, it's not very nice, but no, I'm serious. Like, cause, cause you, I've seen you grow your business over the last two years and you're no nonsense with this stuff. You wouldn't take this crap for anyone. And I honestly, it's I tough. Would've, you're in a tough unless position. Unless I stood this my guy doesn't, yeah. this customer doesn't know what that, what CNC, like the person hears CNC, they think, oh, this person has a robot that's doing all the work. All the work, yeah. They don't know that there's like scales to these things and how these things work. So. Oh, it's like uh, any, any Joe Schmo on the, on Instagram that'll tell you, well, that's not real woodworking. It's a lot of work. Well, they clearly don't know. This is more hours of labor than CNC. (laughs) So anyways, shout out to Yeah, you've got, you've got a part where you're cutting out CNC parts for sure. And you're doing CNC work. There's some woodworking involved. You have some manual time sitting in front of the router table, and um, there's assembly there's involved in it involved. too. And there's there's, yeah, there's like a a assembly. Part. There's lasering. That's another second part of the job too. Yeah, and the lasering uh, thing is is like you price it out and put it in the job and stuff. But I mean, you know, we like our lasers, but they're not production machines. <laughs> they're they're, uh, yeah. they're like nice hobby machines, is what our lasers are. Yeah. So um, it it doesn't and make help thing, when like, you need to speed things up. If I'm batching it out, I'm setting up stations. I'll bang out all the CNC work. I bang out all the router work. I do all the sanding. And then I have a day of lasering. Like it's all set up in stages. I would have jigs set up because it was getting rushed. I was doing everything in one day. My shop was a mess. I was literally lining up and this is a curved thing. I was lining up each logo and thing to be lasered by eye, which you know how big of a pain in the butt that is. Uh, So yeah. Felt really good to stand up. Anyways, that's why I had a crazy week. I was super stressed out. But this week, I have been so on track with everything. And the last thing is my folks are moving this weekend. So I've been running around helping them out. My dad's been coming here. I've just kind of been moving stuff back and forth. The house is almost vacant. And uh, then I'm going to have roommates for a couple weeks, which is super fun. Can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to go to California. Actually, my office is going to turn into the spare bedroom. So that's going to be fun. I'll be in the basement again. Uh, What's up, Dan? Yeah, you raise your hand. Before you toss it to Mike, yeah. I wanted to add something. Customer interactions, you reminded me of something that happened to me this past week. In November, early November, I had a client or a possible client reach out or possible customer reach out and oh, ask for yes. some TV trays. And I said, yeah, I can do that. Here's my price and here's my Venmo. And then that person liked, because this was all through Instagram, they liked it. They liked the Venmo comment, and then just it was crickets. 
So I assumed they knew what that meant. So this is kind of on me a little bit. So last week I'm at another client's house and they this person with the one of the TV trays texted me while I'm in the driveway and said, "Hey, I can pick up those TV trays next week." And I was like I responded with, "Um, there are no TV trays, you never paid." And then she she kind of like went off on me through text saying, you know, she doesn't want to blast me, but this is super unprofessional. And I'm thinking, I gave you my Venmo information. I didn't do that for no good reason. Like, it's kind of inferred. But you know what? Get everything in writing and make sure everybody knows exactly what's going on. Did she ever say when she needed him by? No. I never I never got any other communication from this person at all. It was just a really unique situation. Or not unique, but... It's a situation that people might find themselves in. So as we've said before is get everything in writing and make sure everybody is on the same page. Mike, go ahead. That that person, um, that potential customer, which obviously that relationship's over with now, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Uh, that person, man, how do I, I don't want to get like blast the, the person because I... How does anyone expect you to think that they just approved you to do that job? I mean, there, there's no, there was no money exchanged. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just crazy. It's crazy that that person would think that you were under the assumption that the job was a go. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Also, maybe, maybe know, they don't have a whole lot of like well, experience I was gonna say, building other, customer stuff. So. Other side of the coin is, you know, you also didn't say anything responding back, but you shouldn't have to. I agree. You totally should not have to. Uh, and this is going to be a plug for sh- for Jobber. It, it, that's never been a problem. But, like, but like, whenever I, I get I my si- Venmo, that's why I like Jobber because when I send that link and they fill out the form, we're going to the next step. So, but like, also handling a deal on Instagram without any money on the table. Yeah. Like, how could that person think that that's a lock? <laughs> like, you a, know how many people a, a day? That, that's what I was going to say. Me to like build them stuff and they're like oh how do i do it and i'll send them my job or like i'm like you just have to fill out this form and we'll get pricing going and i'll never hear from them again i've if never I, had that problem if i built you know, everything, as soon as you give go ahead mike go ahead. i'm sorry i was gonna say if i built everything that everyone asked me if i'd be interested in building i would have gone broke so long ago oh yeah because i've had all these pieces sure. of furniture in my shop that no one ever bought because they never were very serious like it's so many times a day I get hit up for it. Can you build this? Can you build that? And nothing ever oh, comes yeah. of it. It's like nonstop. I can build that, and here's what it's so, going to cost. Yeah. And here's then what, it's crickets. Yeah. And then I, I typically try to take it off of Instagram as soon as I can. I take everything off Instagram as soon as I can because one, I don't trust Zuckerberg, uh, but two, I also don't want. I, I get too many messages to keep track of it. And three, it's just not really the place where I like to handle any of my business at all. I like to keep it in my environment, which is why there's I too like many messages. My website. Well, yeah, you can lose. So, it, it would be nice. It would be nice if, if if it all worked through email. But sometimes the the you know the inquiries come through Instagram, so I just kind of deal with it there. No, no, but I've never had the problem. I've never had that me. problem where like <clears throat> what happened to me. No, that's crazy. I mean, I've that never person, had that problem. That you know, usually never when you the, the, give that your it was on. payment information, you know, that's that's an unwritten <laughs> understanding that deposit. you owe me money at yeah. this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a I'm a I'm not a production shop. I'm a custom I, furniture maker. I think I don't uh, have things just simple, on hand. Yep. 
I think a simple, and I don't think you needed to, and I don't, and I'm not criticizing you for not doing it, but I think a simple, I require 50% up front to get started would have gotten that oh, yeah. thing all cleared yeah. up for sure. But it, it is I what it is. I probably should have responded more, but yeah, it was but a very interesting situation that I thought is I'd weird. bring up. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk and, about something like that this week too. So yeah, that's uh, why I brought it up. I thought, yep. you know, it, it could segue into yours. So. I'm gonna jump into what's on my bench, and I'm not gonna Mike, go into too you? much detail on it. So this week, um, I'm sorry, it's been no, it's extremely busy. Uh, it's been a very busy week. I've had Sean over every day except for uh, today. Actually, he's been helping me. Sean over at Pinmakers. Um, I don't know if anyone cares, but Sean is going to be rebranding. He's coming up with a new name for his company. Sean's a full-time furniture maker. He uh, he he does furniture as well. Isn't he Pinmakers? Well, he's making more he's than Pinmakers, but he's. He's changing it to a new name because he doesn't, you know, when he started in woodworking, he would just do a lot of lathe work and then it's turned into, and now he has his own furniture business. So he's, he's, he's rebranding his company, which is great. I'm not going to put that cat out of the bag, but anyway, I really appreciate Sean. He's such a big help in the shop. He, uh, really is really great. <laughs> I really appreciate all the help he's been. He, uh, he just does so much in there and helps me get through so much stuff. I'm able to just plow through stuff. Is it Sean and while I'm, with SH, with the WN at the end or at? It's WN, yeah. Sean Grossman. Uh, Sean's great. So um, I'm putting him in show notes. (laughs) Yeah, he's great. I love Sean. He's he's really helpful. He's really really knowledgeable woodworker. He has a lot of experience. Blah blah blah. He's been there a lot, helping me a lot this week. So there's been a lot of stuff going on. We got a bunch of corporate gifts. Uh, We've got uh, I don't know thirty something cutting boards that have gone out through the week. Um, We've got. uh, well, we're doing this huge table right now, which I'll go into that in a minute. But we've got – man, I'm totally drawing a blank on everything we got going on, on right now. Um, it's just really busy. What happened, Dan? Nothing. Nothing. Continue. Continue. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, sorry. I thought you were talking about me. I was like, what did I do? <laughs> I, I thought the same thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like – Oh, anyway, so we, uh, I got this big table going on right now. Uh, I'll, I'll jump into that real quick. It's a redwood table. I've had it for a few months. The customer's been very patient. I really appreciate them. They've been patient through the move. They made it clear they'd like it before, or they'd like it for Christmas dinner. So we're kind of at, uh, in, at crunch time now. And, um, it's just, um, stop looking at your phone. It's a lot of stuff going on right now. Yeah, you got to stop texting me, guys. Come on, please. It's coming through my MacBook. <laughs> no, uh, oh, um, this is why I, I make the screen so small. <laughs> um, so there's th- this. This table's been in my shop for months now, and the customer wants it. It. it here's the thing. I deal with a lot of salvaged slab tabletops. Um, I've been would, would you say the, avoiding the wood has been rescued? Yeah, it's and urban. It's, it's urban? wood that's been rescued i get it from urban wood rescue uh so there but i deal with a lot of tabletops uh urban wood rescue is a great partner of mine they they Clever. send me they send me a lot of uh a lot of business and i really appreciate that relationship a lot a lot so uh but they give me a lot of business but i've been doing a lot of salvage tables for the last year and i've been trying to put off as far as i can uh, you know, the heavy epoxy tables as much as I can. But the inevitable has happened as a guy who does a lot of salvage tabletops. I've got a table on my workbench that is got a ton of epoxy in it right now. I very honestly don't like how epoxy tables look. They're not for me, but I deal with a lot of salvage tabletops and um, it's just part of the game. It's how I pay the bills, you know. And um, you like money. And I like I like money, and I like I I do. Here's what I do like about these tabletops: I do like that they're not going to the landfill and they're not getting burned. 
I like that these pieces, these big, beautiful, you know, they're not, you know, they're pretty tore up pieces of wood, but they're, they're, they're staying out of the landfill. And I really do like, uh, salvaged wood and renewable stuff. I like, I really enjoy that stuff. I like keeping stuff out of the landfill. Um, that's my big reason for getting into salvage tabletops. Uh, this table is extra cool because the table, the piece of wood, the redwood was the tree in this couple's front yard and the tree had to come down because it was sick. And the tree is actually from their property, which is, to me, I think is really cool. And they chose me to build it into a dining table for them, which is just super humbling. And I really appreciate it. So um, we started pouring the epoxy. Uh, we put three gallons of <laughs> Total Boat Fathom, which the Total Boat product, man, I just, I was so nervous because I'd never done a, such a big pour. And it's just so smooth. It works so good. I really love Total Boat products. It's just, I don't really like, like I said, I don't really like the big epoxy river tables, uh, but I use epoxy all the time. Dan's wearing the Total Boat hat right now. Uh, you know, they just make really good products. When you got to use epoxy, I prefer to use the best epoxy and it is Total Boat for me. I just love the stuff. So uh, we got three gallons of epoxy into that table and we realized, oh, this is maybe half of what we need. So I had to scramble <laughs> and um, yeah. I had to scramble. I got a hold of uh, total. Put everything in there. Thin uh, set. Quick. Yeah. Quick set. Whatever does it. Quick. Quick and set. Five minutes. Wet and and plasticky. Just just put type bond in there. (laughs) Quick. Start melting glue bottles. No. uh, So we. They. uh, I think you could use type bond quick and thick for that. I reached center layer. Out the total boat. And you can't. They can't overnight epoxy because you, it can't be shipped by air so it can't be overnighted so the soonest it could have been sent was really like two days yeah you can't send it I by air because of uh explosive because it's a chemical stuff for the chemical reactions or whatever so huh. um so i started scrambling they were going to take care of me as fast as they could total it's really good uh i was gonna get what i could uh but i reached out to my friend ty over at ty made it he had a full four gallon set of thick set on hand which doesn't pour oh. as deep as the fathom but he had a four gallon set so i ran over there grabbed that and total boats taking care of him think you know he's an ambassador with him so um so i grabbed that and i started doing the thick set so we ended up getting six gallons of epoxy in that thing i just put the last pour in there tonight the last gallon and a half we did three gallons of fathom a gallon and a half of thick and then another gallon and a half of thick and uh that table we're planning on demolding it sunday is the plan it might be monday but that gives me about two or three days to get that table uh flattened sanded jeez uh, finished the base on and delivered. <laughs> so we're going to run you got it next week. That it's, kind of timeline. It, That's crazy. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be bonkers, but we're going to, we're going to get it done. So Sean's going to be here next week. Uh, most probably every day up until, Thursday. And that's when my vacation starts, but I've got all the, uh, all the within reason pre-holiday mm-hmm. orders have been shipped out as of yesterday. I've got an order for a guy who's a return customer from Instagram. In fact, he, uh, is ordering this thing called a learning tower. He ordered a couple weeks ago. I put him in queue and I'm starting it tomorrow. I, it's not going to get to him by Christmas. He's aware of the situation, but that's just as soon as I can get it. I mean, we're going to, I'm cutting templates first thing in the morning and uh, we're going to be making the thing tomorrow. I'll probably have it sprayed by Saturday um, and then it'll ship out Monday. So he's not going to have it by Christmas, but he'll get it as soon as I can get it. And uh, that's kind of where we're at with things. So, and then I got a bunch of family and friend orders that I'm working on this weekend too. Um, and then also, oh yeah, I got a shed. I got a spray. It's my new spray room. I'm really excited about that. Uh, (laughs) I have to get insulation. Uh, yeah, Dan, uh, don't get mad at me. I got a shed. Uh, so I got to get insulation in there ASAP. I'm ordering up 10 sheets of plywood from Macbeth to get that on my next delivery so I can sheathe the walls or throw that up on the walls. 
And uh, then I got to start running electrical, but I'm not going to actually do that until I get back from Montana. Uh, Dan and Pete are actually, they didn't know this they're finding out right now. They're actually going to help me with the electrical on that real quick. Oh. We'll knock that Ooh, out. In like I can't wait. I love electrical. And then, um, yeah, we'll do, we'll do <laughs> the electrical. You can only get it wrong stuff. once. Right, because then you die. Um, um, Don't spoil so, the ending. <laughs> so we're going to run that really quick. And then uh, we're going to put in some gable vent fans for the intake and outtake. But anyway, I'm going to oh, be spraying gable. in there. They're, they're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna spray. In Show comes to a screeching halt. <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like so childish. Um, <clears throat> what else is going on? Oh, so I got a. Uh, I did a big project over the summer. Well, it was like a five month long project. I did this project. Got it delivered over the summer, and uh, due to the nature of the project. Uh, it's a very large customer. Um, not, it's a commercial customer. I did this project and there was some requirements up front in the contract uh, that I had scratched out because I didn't feel that I should have to supply these items. They're docu- it's documentation basically that they said I should provide. I made my point and I argued and said, hey, I don't think I should. Here's why. Here's why. I scratched it out in the contract and initialed it and then they signed it and agreed. So they agreed to it after a conversation. We all agreed to it, blah, blah, blah. I got a phone call this morning or an email this morning saying, hey, uh, we need those documents. I said, no, no, we already agreed that I don't send those documents. They said, no, you need to. I said, no, we have a contract. So we uh, anyway, I had to bring up conversations. And the point, it goes to what Dan was talking about is um, uh, dot your I's and cross your T's. This document is something that I, for liability reasons, did not want to provide. Uh, I do. That's the, just the facts. I just don't want to provide it for liability reasons. I don't want to be hung out to dry for something that I am not in control of. Uh, there's just no way for me. Basically it was a, uh, well, I don't really want to talk about it too much, but there's a, uh, they wanted a document that would hold me to some liabilities that I have no, uh, control over the outcome of. And that's not something I'm willing to put my business on the line for. So um, if it was a different situation and I was actually installing this item, I would have some warranties involved. I would have some of this documentation involved, but I'm not gonna, I'm not going to for this particular situation. And we all came to a good resolution. And that's because I had the documentation and a legal document in hand. So have everything written out, make sure everything's crystal clear for everyone involved. So there's no question down the road. That's why you do it. So that's, that's important to have that stuff. Holy cow, it's late into the show. Uh, so that's pretty much my week. It's been really busy. It's crazy times. Let's jump into questions. Uh, if you guys are good with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Let's do it. actually Dan, why don't you, why don't we get the other thing out of the way real quick? The giveaway from last week. We didn't mention. Yes. We show, forgot so. to mention this last week. So I'm going to mention it right now. Every month. At the first of the month, we're doing a Macbeth Hardwood sponsored giveaway. And last week we forgot Ooh. to mention who won the giveaway, and that was Andrew Smith of Smith Builds. He Randrew. won. Randrew, yes, actually. Thank he actually named this me. week's episode. <laughs> Randrew Smith. Was that him who came up with the? Uh... <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it at, when that person reads. When okay. Reads question, <laughs> so he won the uh, Dewalt Sander. Congratulations, Andrew. That should be on your on its way to your on place your right and, now. And yeah, actually, it should be on his doorstep either tomorrow or the next day. Uh, so thank you to Macbeth Hardwood for sponsoring this month's giveaway. We really appreciate it. And we really like doing those. Yes, Mike, you did you an idea that. point. I 
I, uh, I actually forgot to mention something. Uh, actually, this week I was on Festool USA's Shop Live Instagram Live on Wednesday. I wanted to give a big shout out to Festool for having me on. And awesome, also dude. Brian Sedgley, the, Sedge. I really Sedge. appreciate Sedge having me on as well. Sedge, uh, and you know, I really appreciate those guys having me on. It was a really great experience. I got a lot of really positive feedback from people. So thank you to everyone who watched it and had um, kind words because there was – I got a lot of positive feedback, like a, a lot. It was really, really appreciated. So I'm really glad I got to do that. It was a great opportunity. So thank you. Uh, also, I wanted to mention Sedge real quick because Sedge is on the Green Suitors podcast, and I wanted to bring that up because it's it's gonna make it's gonna make sense here in a minute in a little bit when we pay, play a question from someone who has a voicemail. So what's up? Dan? But before you get to that, before we get to yeah. questions, I forgot to yeah. mention that I was on the Harbor Freight uh, Twitch Live. And Twitch, uh, you guys were playing uh, League of Legends or whatever. Yeah. yeah, we were playing League of Legends. Did you get my uh, bits? Harbor Freight. Did you get my bits? Yeah, I yeah. got your bits. Okay. That'll only make sense right. to people that actually watch Twitch. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking I about. I kid, I kid. Go on. I rated I his drill bits. Doing it. That's fine. Uh, don't worry. I'll tell you when you're older or younger. I'll tell you when you're younger. We eat Roy Jenkins. All right. Is that what it is? I don't know what's no, going on. You don't know what that you means? don't use his name in vain. Okay? Is this Leroy? Oh, Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, I know the Leroy Jenkins thing. It's yeah, I thought Warcraft everybody thing. knew the Leroy Jenkins. All right. Well, this show's stupid. Right. Leroy now, Jenkins was a Barnett. saint. <laughs> Adam Barnett with Adam Barnett, Barnett's Barnett Woodworking. Barnett. That's a lot of Barnett's. Hey, guys. Adam here from Barnett Custom Nipples Woodwork. deep in Barnett. So along with the vice that I'll be putting on the outfeed table, what other additions do you highly recommend for... Uh, an outfeed slash workbench. Pete, dog holes. I highly recommend them. Even if it, did I? I don't know. Well, yeah. I'll say it again because I use them a lot. Like but worth if, repeating. If I have a laminate, like old. Get it? Repeat. Uh, like, I, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have an old like laminate. It's literally a kitchen, or I'm sorry, a school cafeteria table that was getting thrown out that I got. Uh, so I took the tabletop. That's my outfit table. I put a bunch of dog holes in it, and I use it in conjunction with my vice. And dog um, holes. Along with that, the top itself, highly recommend melamine or some kind of laminate because micro dog holes, micro melamine. Because it just pop, you can put glue whatever on there and just scrapes right off, just pops right off. Dan, what's your? I don't know why that's tip? so funny to me right now. Wait, what is? I'm just thinking of, thinking of Morgan Hop with micro dongle, like micro <laughs> micro jigs versus micro dong, but there's like seven O's. Micro dong. <laughs> <Mike Rong. laughs> oh, I was thinking micro dong. <laughs> um, don't sue us. Speaking of di- uh, micro dong, uh, Dan. Um. You could probably throw some uh, uh, casters on there so you can make it movable and move it around and, and do that. I mean, I'm assuming that's probably what you're going to do anyway. Um, I would also put a top on there that overhangs a little bit so you can use that as yes. clamping edges. That that comes in way handy. I clamp stuff to the side of my workbench all the time. Mike? Pete? I just want to power Power in a table. That's all I'm going to say. Power in a table. Mike. Power to the table. Just add power to the table. You'll thank yourself. Mike. So I did I did a, tor- a torsion box, a tortoise box. Tortoise box. Filled with water. Scratch water. Fill, I did a torsion box, so it's got the top. 
I really like having this big open shelf underneath to put a bunch of crap underneath there. I love it. So if you can get a big shelf underneath there, 10 out of 10. Highly recommend it. Sorry. Burping up pizza. Uh, so yeah, that's that's Ooh, my advice. That get a shelf pleasant. in there. So, oh no, it's good. Pizza. Repeat. Okay, next pizza. question. Uh, we gotta we gotta go we gotta go quick because we got a bunch of them. The next question is from Ben Marshall. Who? He has no idea who he is. Uh, I don't but know. He's also is. from him. the Green Suitor Podcast. <laughs> no, uh, Ben. Thanks for calling in a question. Green Suitor Podcast. Ben Marshall. What What's going on, guys? Ben from Ben Marshall Designs and the Green Suitors Podcast. Got a burning question for you today. Plug. And it's a hypothetical. You were just cast in Brokeback Mountain 2. You're going to be given a million dollars to play this part. And you have to pick one of your co-hosts to be the co-star in the movie with you. Who would you pick and why? I'm going to throw it to Pete, and I'm going to go grab another slice of pizza and listen while I'm in the other room so we don't have to look each other in the eyes because I know the answer. <laughs> oh, you think you do. So Ben sent me this, by the way. This is the first interaction Ben and I have actually had since Pete, last week's. But look at this mustache. I see it. I can only be so aroused. Stop. It. There's a reason I'm standing. Okay. Um, t- Mike was fast, <laughs> by the way. Very fast. I expected to be gone pizza longer. right outside your door. <laughs> <laughs> but first interaction of Ben, he's like, because I was, I did a story today of like, hey, send us some questions. And he just asks it just flat out. Recast. Please, of, please. We need questions. Please, please, please. We need questions. <laughs> he's like, recast of Brokeback Mountain. Dan or Mike. And I was like, that's a great question to call into the podcast. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Record a voicemail. We'll send it over to this. We always need more questions. And I'm like, you know, laughing emoji. Yeah. And then I'm like, uh-huh. or a woodworking question. Stop putting off your answer. And then I was Give like, your answer, guy. But here's the thing. That whole conversation Who are you ended. Really beating, and I went, the, really beating around the bush here, Pete. Well, uh, well <laughs> just, I'm just saying. Well, You're going to be in Brokeback Mountain too. After for sure. it all happened, I was like, oh, Ben Marshall. <laughs> like, after it was all done, so, I was like, it rang a bell. And then you guys are like, oh, yeah, Ben. You know who Ben is, right? I'm like, yeah, I do now. Sad. <laughs> But so the answer to the question is, I really, I, I did genuinely think Mike would be a great choice because Mike is so used to handling slabs. Um, and I am, mm. I'm a firm power top. You we all know flat. this, right? I'm a power top, but oh, yeah. Mike might up. make me, you know, reconsider. I don't know. Like we, okay. We don't need details. Just hey, hang on. Answer. Let's move on. No, 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 don't <laughs> interrupt him. I'm enjoying don't it. Mike's stop. used I'm to handling there. slabs. So he's got those strong hands and he's lost all that weight and. But that's the thing. He lost all that weight and he lost that dump truck of an ass he used to have. Uh, and the thing is, I know for a fact that Daniel Dunlap, because we've shared a room multiple times, is a gentle lover. And afterwards, we would just eat cheese curds in bed and no one would complain. So, Like one of those like uh, sushi restaurants you eat off the ladies. You eat the sushi so, off the ladies, but it's like cheese curds out of Dunlap's off belly Off of Dunlap? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't don't threaten me with a good time. So uh, if clam chowder in my belly button, listen, oh, if the uh, if the what is it the the pig roast wasn't available? No, go, no, stop! I this go is already Dunlap. close. We're like at the edge already. We're at the edge. We don't need to go farther, Pete. <laughs> this is barely I'm, a woodworking. I'm gonna bucket. go with Dunlap, but it was it was close. It was close. I get it. I went. Great. I get it. I wanted to Great. be the power Raw top. Sexual magnetism. Dan? Well. It's the weirdest question ever. I've thought about this for 
all of two minutes. All of yes, two minutes about. I've been thinking about this since episode one. I'm so glad somebody <laughs> finally called in now. Here's what I would do, Ben Marshall. Um, I would cut my pay in half. I would take five hundred thousand dollars, and then I would split the other half amongst my two co-stars because I can't do this without both of them. They both need to be there. They both That's have right. their strong suits. Well, and you know, I'm gonna be you're fair. Just afraid of having all the be, focus I, on you. Just saying. I need to be politically correct, and I'm picking both of them. I'm taking both. I Mike, think if answer. it's a it's a if it's a sequel, if it's a sequel, you got to up your game, right? So it's yeah, not see? two dudes going to Brokeback Mountain; it's three dudes going to Brokeback Mountain. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> so Pete very uh, obviously has a favorite; it's Dan. But I'm going to say both of these guys. Can you blame him though? Can you blame no, him? Look I at this man. Look right at this. Look at this mustache. Can you not do this? I don't like this. That's a sober no, answer, Sanchez. Mike, that's a sober Daniel, answer. Danny. Ask me two bourbons in. I think it's you could Danny Dunlap. I'm going to ask you again Dirty Danny Dirty When we get to Coffee Farms, I'm going to ask you again after we've had a few drinks by the fire. All right. And I'm going to play mustache guitar. Gonna I'm going to play Wonderwall. I'm not going to lie. Uh, when, Mike, when Mike was playing the guitar in a pre-show, and if you missed it, it'll be up. Uh, got a little warm, didn't dropped. you? <laughs> not here. Like, I heard Jake it's, Miller. Uh, right, really somewhere. Cool. Got right, a little Jake moist Miller. in here. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of moist, the next question call is from Blue Tick Woodworks. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Brian with Blue Tick Woodworks <laughs> on Instagram. I have a question for you regarding drum sanders. I have the Supermax 1632, and I'm having an issue where I feel like the paper is clogging quickly and putting burn lines on my projects. The specific example I'm referring to is a maple end grain cutting board where I was taking about a half a turn pass, which should have been one one twenty eighth of an inch or so, and no matter how much I clean the belt with one of those erasers, it would still leave some variable burn lines across the uh, cutting board. I am using Supermax paper. I have a three-horse dust collector hooked up to it, and I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. I was doing finishing passes, so I was using 220 grit. So any advice that you guys could possibly give me would be greatly appreciated. Thank you again. Pete? Uh, well, I know you were saying you were doing finishing passes, but I don't know if you were starting with when it was still glue on that thing, but glue's going to be a big ish, issue with uh, getting burn lines and stuff. So what I would recommend going to lower grit to remove all the glue lines and all the glue ups and then throw a higher grit to do the final sanding. Also, the drum sander is one of those tools where you could pass it on the same setting like five times and it's removing material each time because it's like getting compressed. So uh, also half a turn, depending on how low, how close you're getting, like that's a lot. Like sometimes I literally nudge the handle over just to take off a little more. Um, mm -hmm. But honestly, what I usually do is once I get to like even 180, I'll take that thing out of there and I just finish it off with the like my my Merca or something because like the drum sander will always leave some lines. So I like to just when it's when it's flat, I get it out of there and I just finish it with a sander. Dan, what do you think? You're nodding yes a lot. I yeah. Just several things popped out at me when he when he uh, when we listened to this in the pre-show. Number one, I never go higher than 120 in my drum sander. Usually, yeah. I keep 80 in there, but I have been using 120 lately because I do like the finish that it comes off. Uh, 
I just I feel like you're really pressing your luck if you go much higher than that. I feel like the drum sander is more of a roughing tool than a finishing tool. Uh, another thing that popped out when we first heard your question was, like Pete said, half a turn seems like a lot. I don't know what the standard is for most drum sanders, and we don't know what drum sander you're using. But on mine, Supermax, which is the Supermax, Supermax yeah. a quarter turn is one sixty fourth of an inch, and if yours is a half a turn for a one one twenty eighth of an inch, it's not. That right. seems it's like not, a lot. It doesn't not, seem right to me. Yes, not, he has a Supermax um, sixteen thirty two. Is what he said. It's the same. Did he have a Supermax? Okay, so yeah. then that's not accurate. You're taking off probably a thirty second inch, if not bit. more. Just turned a little bit. Just tiny nudges. And Pete's right. Every time you. Do a pass through there. You could probably run it through there a couple more times and not move the dial, and you're still going to take some off because Rotate it your sometimes. wood is compressing. Your your rollers probably lifting up a micro amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had another thing, and it I'm totally blanking on it. Usually, you can just raise your hand when Mike's talking, like usual. That'll work. I will. Yeah. All right. I Mike. don't have anything to add. I mean, I just think a half a turn is way too much. I usually do at most a quarter turn, at most a quarter turn. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, also, yeah, if the – Especially for the drum finishing. Is not, you're doing – The drum center is not a finish it. machine. It's definitely just not. You're no, going to have lines. Definitely you need to get some sort of random orbit on there to clean up those lines. So, uh, Good question. Use your Merca for finishing. Yes. Merca. Brought to you by Merca. Okay. The next question is from Jevin Chaney. You guys may have heard of him. He used to call him the show him. a lot, and then he just dropped off. We don't know what happened there. He does a lot of meat feelings. smoking. A lot, very busy smoking mm. meat. I can't wait to have some of his smoked meat. Jevin Chaney. Jevin Chaney. What is up, you dirty old men? Eventually. Jevin Chaney from Chaney Concepts here. Um, and I wanted to know if you had to choose between only operating a CNC for your shop or only operating... Pete. A laser oh. for your shop. Which one would you choose and why? Thank you. Bye. I'll go real quick. Uh, CNC, no question, hands down, CNC over the laser. It can just do more and it has more. Um, it's just it's just a more valuable machine to my shop, bottom line. So there's just no question for me. It's my CNC. <clears throat> Damn. I know your answer. So. CNC simply because I don't have a laser and I don't know the value of it yet. Boom, Pete. Pete. I will go laser, uh, but not the one Ooh. I have now. Something substantial like the like the <clears throat> EX, which I'm trying to get. That's my next one. Like I think that thing could be a workhorse. And the reason I'm saying that is purely because I really enjoy spending time in my shop. And when the CNC runs, I feel like it's so noisy. I can't like quite enjoy the shop. It's like it's doing work. Get better it bits. Pays the, I know. Well, not just better bits, but like <laughs> cutting plywood or something. Jeez. Uh, but I really, I really enjoy the bad. laser because uh, I feel like there's a lot less consequence, less broken bits. It's like you got the machine, you're ready to go. Uh, and there's a lot. Broken bit a mountain. Big, yeah, there's a big market Broke for laser mountain. cut stuff. And when you have a substantial <laughs> laser machine, even if, if it's a four by eight laser, you can get some real good work uh, on that scale. And even just something in the like 30 by 50, like the EX. It's just so hard to flatten a slab with a laser. Well, you can't. No. And that, that's fine. But that's <laughs> different work. You know? Like you, I think you could, though. Like you got your... With enough practice. I mean, you probably could. 
Well, no, you probably can't. No, you can't. You definitely can't. No, just, like, it would burn off the exact <laughs> amount off the top. But like, yeah. it's different work, you know, whereas like you can do very accurate cuts and template work and, and it's a very subjective answer for sure. For me, it's laser. I, I like the laser. It runs a lot quieter, even with that stupid compressor on it. That's what I think. Dan? What's up, Dan? I want to go back to the drum center <laughs> question because it finally just yeah, hit me. Yeah, there we go. Yo, check your belt feed. Uh-uh. That could that could change everything too. Speed. If if you don't have your the speed of your belt correct on the drum sander, it could c- create burning. So check that. Sorry, go on. Cool. Uh, I had to get question. that out because it just came back to my head. No, good, good. Next That's question, good point. Josh Friedrich. Josh's Friedrich. question is right here. Hey guys, it is Josh from Five Hundred Seven Woodworks here. So my question is about bandsaws today. Uh, I'm looking at a Jet half horsepower bandsaw for sale in my local marketplace. And I'm curious, is that enough horsepower to do things such as small resaws? Or should I be looking for a more increased horsepower? Or is it more of what type of blade you run in the bandsaw? Uh, looking forward to hearing what you guys think. Dan? We've talked about this in the past. Yeah. And, you know, type of blade is going to be a factor. But I think to get any sort of like decent resaw capacity, you're going to want a more substantial motor, something like a 1.75 or a 1.5. Even a three-quarter horsepower. That's already Yeah. I, I think the Laguna bandsaws that we all have, I think they're 1.75 for that 1412 or 14BX Laguna. Pete? Uh, yeah, no, the, the half horsepower is just not powerful enough. I mean, even the three-quarter horsepower, I think, is like the a lot of those – uh, deltas and rikons whatever especially the older ones you can find them you can put a riser block in there you can resaw pretty well with a little bit of tuning throw some better guides on there uh guides will actually help you out a lot getting some carter guides on your bandsaw will help you out a lot they're not necessary but they do really work i had them on my old delta um yeah don't get a half horsepower you're going to immediately want to upgrade because as soon as you get into resawing you're going to be like oh i want to do more of this and this isn't enough so Wait for a deal. Mike? Yeah, I don't think there's a point in buying a bandsaw under the 1.5 horsepower mark, in my opinion. Uh, you don't really unlock the power of the bandsaw until you're able to resaw. So I, I just at that point, you can just get a jigsaw and it's the same thing and save yourself a thousand bucks. Yeah, so at that point, I, I just, uh, that bandsaw is just a stationary jigsaw. Yeah, you're just not able to take it to the scroll saw. So it's, it's oh, a, scroll yeah, saw, whatever. Not even a scroll saw because you can't put it in the middle of the piece like you can with a scroll saw a scroll saw would be more oh, valuable true. at that that's point true. you could drill Cut a hole it, in it and glue the, it the bit through there so uh, yeah. <laughs> glue it around your blade <laughs> set it overnight <laughs> no. and then you cut it yeah set it overnight come back and then yeah yeah this is a good call i like that's some dedication right there uh, <laughs> no so yeah don't waste your time i think uh i know it sounds like elitist but it really does you don't unlock the magic of yeah the in the long run you have a 1.4 in the long one you're gonna want to upgrade anyway so yeah, yeah. you're not gonna want Just that get it over so that's my answer uh the next question is from mr moses cho glad to have moses back Colin in and Jevin. Moses, here we go. Merry Christmas, you guys. Hey, my name is Moses with Chosen Craft Co. Quick question for you guys. Um, when you guys give an estimate, um, whether that's a ballpark or it's always hard to give a ballpark, 
um, because you you never know what material they want, the, the dimensions you might not even have them mm-hmm. exactly. But when you guys give an estimate, how detailed um, of an estimate do you guys give? For example, if you quoted a thousand dollars for the job, do you guys give information such as material breakdown, cost breakdown with materials and and labor and installation, delivery, whatever, all those kind of things in detail? Or is it just, hey, it's going to be $1,000. It's going to take this much time. Um, And do you also, second part of the question is, how many options um, of the price do you guys give? Because clients can also not um, have a preference, I guess. Uh, they might like a certain design, but they don't know what material they want to use and what finish and all that. So the price couldn't totally vary on the job. So I was thinking like, here's quote one. It ranges from 1000 to 1400 because you're using this. Quote two, it's 2000 to 2500 something like that. So sorry, I guess it became a long question, but I know you guys can handle it. Thanks, guys. Dan, I do not give estimates. I tell my potential customers and clients that this is what you want. This is the price. And that's that bottom line. I don't break it down. Um, They don't need to know what I pay for materials. They just need to feel comfortable with the price. And I need to feel comfortable with the price. And that's that. That's the, that's the bottom line. If they ask for a breakdown, I may throw some numbers in there to make them feel good about themselves, but otherwise I don't, I don't do estimates and I don't do breakdowns and I don't, I don't provide options. I know that sounds, uh, maybe it doesn't sound that great as a, as a, as a businessman, but in my line of work, it's, you know, the less options, the better. I feel Mm -hmm. like it just, it makes everybody's, uh, stress that less ah, words they escape me yeah it just makes the stress levels go down if you don't have a whole lot of options like hanging over people's heads so that's what i do mike the more information and options you put on the table the more complicated that job is going to get and the more you're going to be micromanaged through that whole project by the customer and it's not even they're a bad person it's just human nature like they feel like they're going to – they oh, but you said this here. Just don't give the information. Don't give information. If you have a customer come to you with a very specific request, give them a quote and that's it. Sometimes I will put in their price for me delivering it or picking up – because sometimes it involves me picking up uh, – uh, when I do these salvage tables, uh, 50% of the time, they've already picked out the slab and I have to go pick it up from them and then do the work. And then I'll tell them, hey, look, here's this price. If you drop it off and can pick it up. Typically, I don't ever have them pick it up because I don't like them handling it. I like to deliver it myself. But uh, I'll give them some prices for delivery and pickup sometimes, uh, but not when these projects get into certain dollar amounts. When they get into certain dollar amounts, I just here's the price. I'm taking care of everything. You're getting VIP treatment. This is a very expensive project. You're paying a lot of money. I'm going to handle everything for you from the beginning to the end. Uh, if someone calls me and price wants to get a price on a slab to get flattened, that's like the bare minimum job that I do. Uh, they have to bring me the slab. They have to pick up the slab. If they want me to come pick it up and get it, then it's another price. But the bottom line is, is if they come to me with an idea, I give them my price. 
if they go, hey, okay, is there any other value engineer options we can do where we can get this thing cheaper? I'll say, okay, here's the price to do it this way. If you want it cheaper, your table is no longer walnut. You're getting a redwood table. Uh, and that's that's one way to drop the price. But you haven't changed my labor. So all you're doing is saving on some of the material. That's it. Like nothing, not much has changed. So, uh, and a lot of times the labor, the labor that will be added on because they don't want to go with say Walnut, it may like be the same price. Like I've had people ask for, it never changes. Well, can we have Walnut? And yeah, here's the price. Well, what about a cheaper wood and you stain it Walnut? Well, that, that's that more makes labor. more labor. So <laughs> yep. you're not really saving that, that much. So anything. yeah, they don't. They don't understand like, oh, but you're already exactly. finishing it. Yeah, but the stain is not the finish. The stain is another process we're adding into this now. So, and people don't yeah, understand that. Another that's several to, hours of process. That That's due to uh, bad marketing in the 80s from Finnish companies. They Some people think stain is the finish. They don't, that's yeah. just bad mark. That's just been oh, a yeah. problem for- You see that all the time. That's just been bad marketing. I mean, I had a lady be like, oh, can we just go <laughs> with a lighter color wood and we'll, 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 you can stain it walnut? I'm like, it's a cutting board. You can't stain a cutting board. You I mean, it's right. fine if you hate this person and you want them to die, uh, but, but I'm not going to be complicit in your murder. So we're, <laughs> well, uh, even to so this just, day, <laughs> even to this day, whenever I post some walnut stuff, like a walnut cutting board or a walnut shelf or just something walnut, any it doesn't matter what is it is. Yeah, I get I get those questions. What stain is that? Uh, it's, it's, na- it's, it's not natural wood. <laughs> it's it's clear wood. Yeah, so a lot of people don't understand that. Just you don't give the information because. Uh, what, did we just have this question like this? I mean, someone I had a customer uh, we've had questions request. Of this. Uh, well, I had a customer request last week, and the guy was like, "Hey, I'd like you to break out your pricing," and I was like, mm, "I don't do that." Uh, because here's why, uh, and this this is something I learned from being in, in a construction family. You don't break out those kind of things because they're well. For one thing, I'm not going to give my material pricing because my vendors and I have relationships, and I know they wouldn't appreciate me giving out my pricing for one. Uh, that's not something I'm going to give out. I don't give out my pricing on material because I get better pricing than a lot of people from a lot of my vendors because I've worked yep. those relationships up. That is not fair to them for me to give out those pricing because now that person's going to take my number and go to the vendor and be like, hey, this guy gets it for this price. Why can't I? Well, now it puts them in a terrible situation. I'm not doing that to my vendors. The, va- the relationship's too important. Um, and then the other thing is that can happen is uh, they're going to micromanage you the whole time. Oh, you put four hours also- in the sanding. I noticed it only took you three Listen, guy, back off. You know, that's not your that's yep. not your business. You accepted the price. It also gives them this job. It gives them the idea that they can negotiate all those things too. Right. Which leads to, you know, more problems. headaches. It's just problems. Word. You're just having more yep. problems for yourself. And then the other thing is is they could take that number and take it to someone else and try to beat up your price. Uh so all you're doing is giving everyone else weapons to work against you. So don't give information. And if they want a ballpark. I give extremely broad ballparks if I'm giving a ballpark. It's very rare unless it's a uh, very large project that I will give a ballpark. Uh, if it's most of the time, it's a I give them a quote. And that quote, is I send it out of Jobber, and then they have to sign for it and pay a deposit before anything happens. That's what I do. It's a quote. I don't give them any number ever until I've actually sat down and wrap my head around it. That's why I make my spreadsheet because I can quickly be like, oh, that's like 1500 bucks. Then I get to that at night. I'm like, oh God, this thing's $3,800. And I told these people 1500 bucks. You know how quickly I'm going to lose a job that I told them it's going to be around 1500 bucks and it's 3,800 bucks. That's a really bad taste in their mouth. Lose the job, get bad reviews, get bad word of mouth. 
it's bad. People are going to, it's going to be like, oh, the guy told me it's going to be like 1500 bucks and he came around with more than double that. Well, I forgot something in the heat of the moment yeah. while I was taking a leak, talking to this customer on a text. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Just don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to regret it. Pete? I'm going to parrot everything these guys said. 100%. Don't give them too many options. Wood is the only option they should have an op- like a choice in. And that that's that's it. I've only done a breakdown on price once and it's for this big CNC job because they wanted to see every part of it. And I was like, well, this is it. And if you don't like it, Shouldn't that's it. it they were being very particular. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. It happened. I put it out. I kind of regret it. Yeah, it is it, what it is at this point. But it's yeah. out. Um, because they were questioning the numbers and I'm like, well, this is what my labor is. Oh, I and, see. Yeah. And honestly, at the end of the day, I was like, I probably could have charged more uh, or should have charged more, but it doesn't I matter. I think you could have, yeah. I could have. It is what it is. That's why, that's, well, here's the thing. You don't. Um, there's a lot of moving parts the in the like, initial uh, process where the numbers that we were talking about, we were talking about two different numbers. No, no, you don't then, need to justify yeah, yourself, Pete. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that what Pete's saying is, is um, if you give a number, um, and you give someone the ability to negotiate you down, they're going to, no matter if they're happy with that number or not, they're going to try to negotiate you down no matter what that's human nature. That's what they're going to do. So just make sure the only number you've given them is the one you're really happy with. And yes. that takes trial and error. That's the bottom line. Like, uh, these things aren't just, you're not gonna be like, Oh yeah, you're going to take it in the, you're going to take a bath on the first few jobs that you get that are big. That's just the bottom line. Uh, and then by the time you're ready to pull the trigger and be full time with this thing, if that's your goal, you need to have a kind of good understanding of that stuff, but it's just going to happen. You're going to make mistakes. I was talking to someone today there. They just got a CNC and he was saying, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if this CNC things for me, I'm, I'm just, I don't like having to mess with all these numbers. I can't find any hard numbers. And I was explaining to him like every CNC is different. Every bit manufacturer. The problem was he was trying having trouble figuring out his, his, uh, speeds and feeds for his machine. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I can tell you the speeds and feeds I do for my machine, but my machine and your machine are completely different. They have nothing to do with each other. Yep. And I bet that even going from one machine of the same manufacturer to the next machine of the same manufacturer, you're going to have different numbers because these machines are so different from, from person to person. Um, and that's how it is with businesses. You don't know. You need to be able to maximize your yield. And that means trying to get the most money for the work you can't, you can get. That's the bottom line. And because the bottom line is, is the person on the other side of that side of that negotiating table is going to try to get it for the cheapest price that they can get it for. That's how things work. And on this last job, an agreement on this last job, when they were like asking about all the the entire breakdown, I sent them the breakdown, their response. And it was a part of it was like, I thought I was giving them like the, we've talked about this before, the FU price where I was like, if I lose this job, I don't care. But if I'm going to do it, I need to do it for this amount. Uh, they hit me back with, uh, this, you know, it's really tight because of this and this, we, we need to get this down $10 a pair. Uh, and I was like, that's a negotiating tactic. And I was like, you know what? I can't do it. Next day I had the deposit paid. I was like, oh, okay. I guess you didn't have to get it down $10. You know? They didn't need to at all. I guarantee you they didn't need it anywhere near that. I mean, I told you about. I had this company reach out to me for 200 cutting boards a few weeks back. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. They were like yeah. they were like we want it, we need them for 25 bucks. I'm like I'm not your guy. Can't do it. Like that's the bottom line. I said I can't do it. That's impossible for me. I was like I, I was like I can't even Someone did that to no, me on Etsy it, with so, personalization and they wanted them in a week and a half and I was like for 16 cutting boards. I was like here's my price because I don't have to drop everything and they didn't even respond. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so I mean there's just Sometimes like, that's the way it goes. Yeah. That's just how it goes. I mean, sometimes, and the bottom line is there's not a lot of people who can meet these kind of requests. So what, here's two things that's going to happen. 
when you hold your ground, and this goes back to Pete, back to Pete's conversation. When you hold your ground, you are not devaluing yourself, which you should never do. Yep. Uh, two, they are giving you false demands, which is a negotiation tactic to try to get you to get your price down, which is either real. Uh, and if it's real and you can't do it for that price, it's not your problem if you lost the job. Yep. Just move on to the next one. It's fine. If it isn't real and it was just a negotiating tactic, they're going to pay the deposit the next day like just happened to Pete. So they're probably just trying to negotiate most of the time, I think. Um, these other people, I told them I can't do it for that number and I never heard from them. Supposedly, we're going to work again in the future. But for this project, they needed a price point I just couldn't meet. And I may never meet a price point with them ever. We never do. Bu- we may never do business together. I hope we can keep trying, but we may never do business together. I just might not be the person for it. Yeah. They might be able to find some weekend warrior who is like, yeah, I'll take 25 bucks a board for 200 boards. And then they get to the end of the 200 boards and they're like, oh, I made all this money, but I hated my life for the last month. Yeah. Because they don't have the tools to do it. So not worth it. Right. There's, these, there's, these, there's these scales. Anyway, that was a super long answer. Sorry, guys. Um, all good info. It was a long question. Good, yes. Yeah, it was. That's Moses' the next fault. Question, <laughs> freaking Moses. The next question's from uh, Whiskey Sloth. I must say, man, you sound really good this week. Hey, guys. It's Jeremy with Whiskey Sloth Works. In the spirit of Christmas, what is one tool that you guys have in your shop that you would like to get rid of by regifting it to somebody else? Have a happy holiday. I should have thought more about this one. Uh, I have a quick answer if you want. Okay, Pete. Yes, of course. So for me, this happened literally a month and a half ago. It was my Delta bandsaw. I've loved that thing for years, but I have my Laguna. I was going to keep two, be a baller. You got rid of it? Yeah, I gave. I I was going to sell it. I was trying to find like, ah, no, no. That makes me super sad. But I, friends of ours came uh, came by, and uh, they're they're out in uh, Alabama. They're refinishing a house. They're milling a lot of lumber on oh, their that's property. Too bad. You hate to hear about. People and I was in like, Alabama. you know what? <laughs> Calm down. I was like, you know what? I'm just joking. Take it. Take it right now. Yeah. Have have a because uh, the wife came over. I was like, have Elvis come over. His name is Elvis. Very cool. Uh, I was like, have him come over. Like, I would love I to you. give this to you guys. And. Uh, you know, they were blown away and I was very happy to give it away. I was like, you know what? If anyone is going to actually put it to good use. How many guys, bourbons, Pete? Zero. I just gave <laughs> take it away. It. No bourbon. You just take the bad side. It's fine. I don't even need it. <laughs> Nothing, I love man. you guys just so much. Beecher in a corner. That's it. So, damn, what <laughs> you, about you? Did you hear I'm going to be in Brokeback Mountain too? <laughs> <laughs> See, you missed my joke about the Beecher. <laughs> oh, no. I'll listen back. Rewind. I was very happy to give it uh, away. Dan, what, do you, what, what, what about you? Actually, I, I don't have anything currently that I'd like nice to give away, but I have, I have done that exact thing in the past. Uh, I've been very fortunate in the past. I've, I've had help getting tools. Uh, you know, my, my big dealness has helped me get some stuff. So Wait, I, I, I like to pay it forward. I like to pay it forward. You got to be faster, ah, Mike. Give me 10, Norton. <clears throat> Gotta be fast. I'm the greatest man in the world. <laughs> I have to bleep the audio clip. So uh it's when Dan finds out he gets gave, 11% off at Menards every time. I gave, <laughs> I gave away the 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 littlest wind the littlest wind drill press. The littlest I gave drill that press away. that could win. Yeah, remember remember that was one of our show titles. I, I gave one. away my old miter saw. I gave away uh, my old band saw. It's all the tools I he gave, could stop with his hand. I gave away <laughs> a couple sanders. I'm probably going to give away another couple sanders. I have some Dewalt sanders that I never use anymore, thanks to Don't Merca. Don't you have like but 30 routers? 
I'm never giving away a router. I love. How it. many routers do you have? How dare you? Seven. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting another uh, Milwaukee cordless Kayla. router just just for because. So Milwaukee comes with a couple different bases. One is a bigger base that you could put uh, a router bushing in. So I'm thinking about keeping one with a router bushing in and and keeping the other one with the smaller base and no router bushing because it has a bigger hole. So which one are you giving away? Don't None. you have a CNC? <laughs> I do have a CNC. <laughs> you I still use routers. Come on now. Uh, that's true. I use mine all the time. Mike, how are you going to be a philanthropist and give stuff away? A full-on therapist? Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a full-on therapist? Um... Uh, Man, I'm oh, trying I give to think a- about. Go ahead. Keep thinking. I give away I keep- whenever somebody local comes over to my shop and they want something. I always make them leave with a bunch of like wood and other materials. Oh, here's as well. my I give, I give away wood off all the cuts, time. body hair. Yeah, glue glue nipples that you scraped off with your scraper. Mustache hairs. <laughs> uh, man, I I don't really honest. I've given away a lot of tools uh, to local woodworkers. Um, over the years. I feel like it's the right thing to do in you our situation. Forward. Yeah, I yeah. I don't have any right now, so I kind of feel like, uh, is there any right now that I want to get rid of? But I don't really. I'm kind of like buttoned up right now. Well, you know what? You you know what the reason away. of that is, well, th- the reason is because of the move. I moved yeah. and I gave away, I had like, I gave away a bunch of stuff and I sold, I sold stuff too, but I gave away a bunch of stuff. I mean, I gave away, <laughs> I gave away a couple sanders, I gave away a couple trim routers, I gave away a oh, miter man, I wish you would have told me about the routers. Dang. Nah, it was they were orange. You didn't want those. Um, when? No, rigid. It was. It was when? actually Did honestly. They even look, make routers. When yeah. here's the thing. Actually, that route, that rigid trim router. <laughs> this is. I think I'm gonna buy the cordless rigid trim, trim router because it's so small and compact. It's actually. It actually. I felt it at the store the other day. I was like. Whoa, this is really, really way smaller than my DeWalt. <laughs> the DeWalt is... Bosch makes a huge. really small trim router that's not bad looking. So so I started to come to my senses on that, and I think I'm going to get that Festool one. <laughs> they have that oh, really? tiny trim router. That, but, Did but it really? It's... It, it's Battery? really tiny, but it's corded. That's the thing. It's oh. corded. It's not a. Tr- it's not cordless. That's the only thing about it. I wish they'd come up. With, it, it, I don't know. It would take away from the sleep. Yeah. As soon as you buy the corded one, they're going to come out with a cordless one. I know. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta make. You sure need that's to. Happen. That's why I've been holding. Call on. Sedgley and get some inside <laughs> gonna, info on that. I'm going to see if Sedge has it. I think I asked him like a year ago. I was like, "Hey, man," and he's like, "Nah, nothing in the works." But they are getting. When I was on the show, I found out that they're getting. You know that suction vacuum system to like yeah. hold big panels on the side of your bench. They're phasing yeah. that out. What? <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, they're getting rid of it. So I'm going to try to snag one of those. Seven want one of those for a while. So, um, Yo, Jason Bent the, but, uses that on like every project. I think it's pretty dope. I bet he does. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about the attachment he has for that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to be in part three? Brokeback Mountain 3. <laughs> the Brokening. <laughs> Too Broke. Four bra- four backening, <laughs> whatever. Two broke four back. I don't know. Uh, I get it. Uh, anyway, I I don't have anything right now that I I really want to get rid of. I'm trying to think. I almost gate. You know the baby bandsaw, the little Delta one I have. <laughs> I can't get rid of a bandsaw for the life of me because I just love bandsaws for as much. I'm like really oh, sad wait, that he got rid of his. That's not yours. That's your kid's bandsaw now. That right, reminds I mean, me. What? That reminds me. I got I got a dado 
Blade set from Menards. It's like super oh, cheap. Oh god! And I tried giving that it's made of tin. Nobody wants a pewter. it. Nobody. <laughs> wants it. Made of pewter. A pewter. Data yeah, I, set. I tried giving that away a couple times. Nobody wants it. Dang it! Come on, pewter. guys. It's a Menards. pewter. It's got six teeth between all the blades. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, a meth man. head's face. Nice. <laughs> I like that analogy. That was good. Well, uh, big thanks to everyone who listened to the show. Check out the form down it? below. I guess so. I mean, that's all the questions. Uh, all Pete right. ran off. Pete just he left. Looked so, very. You know, Pete looked very uh, concerned, which makes me very concerned. So I want to wrap this up. So when he comes Maybe back, there's a there's fire an emergency in his pants. Broke two broke four back. I don't know. Oh, he's back. Okay, he's four, pants he's, edition. He's, he's he's back. I think he shipped Pete his pants. Back mountain. Well, I can't. He I can't take pants. a poop mid question. Dang Show's it. over We're already, bud. So you can say Show's whatever. Show's over. Want. I'm just kidding. It's not over. Uh, big thanks to all the patrons. <laughs> Huge thank you to to Merka. You guys are awesome. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Uh, check out the form down below in the link that Pete made for uh, to see if you want to go to uh, to my house and check out the farm and hang out with us while we do a big bonfire and have some pizza and just kind of hang out and chill. We're gonna have um, drone also- fights. Yeah. Drone fights. I I need Dan to show me how to use my drone. I still haven't been able to fly my drone. I'm hoping to do that Saturday. Uh, also check out Merca. Big thanks to them. Uh, they are not a sponsor, but big thanks to Semi Exact for uh, flying Dan and Pete out so we can go do this tour of their facility. That's going to be super cool. We're really excited yeah. about that. And uh, yeah, big thanks to all you guys for supporting us so much. Please keep sharing the show. Get it out there. It helps us a ton. Uh, we will. We are going to be on. Oh yes, next week yeah. we are recording next on Wednesday, Wednesday, and that is it for a couple weeks. So uh, pay attention to that one. We don't have anything special going on. It's going to be our Christmas episode and our year closeout. So we'll do a uh, look back on the whole year. I'm just kidding. We don't do that. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye now. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Love you a long time. Yep.